Have no fear of missing out. The show's about FOMO. Your host is Brian Franzo. I'll tell you what you don't know. And now, your host, iSocial Fans. Welcome back to another episode of FOMO Fans. My name is Brian Fanzo, better known as iSocial Fans. It's almost Halloween here If as I'm recording this episode. And I always laugh because people will message me throughout the year. I actually had someone message me this past week and say, Brian, I was listening to your episode and you were talking about Hallow- uh, about Valentine's Day coming up in the very near future. And he goes, I thought it was very funny that you're not afraid to add ca- context to um, your podcast episodes where most podcasts attempt to do more evergreen type conversations because they're, uh, you know, want people to be able to listen to this whenever, wherever, however. And I laughed because I read that and I was thinking, do we really think that when we're listening to a podcast that doesn't mention the time, the day, the weather outside, do we really think that that is like all of a sudden, like they're living, like that podcast is just following me around and it has no uh, contextual uh, elements to it. I, I honestly think that's kind of crazy thinking. I think it's kind of odd for us to um, almost want to trick our audience into believing that a podcast is recorded, you know, because I don't mention the day of the week when I'm recording it or I don't mention what month I'm recording it, all of a sudden it's going to you know, uh, add value. I think for me, this is actually goes into this episode where today I'm going to talk a little bit about you know, a question that I've been doing a lot of research on and I have a new uh, keynote presentation coming out uh, next month. So December 2017, I have a brand new uh, keynote that will be delivered. And the keynote is all about understanding the different sensory innovations that we're seeing today. And so it's going to be at an event called Social Fresh. So if you guys haven't heard me talk about Social Fresh, um, definitely check out Social Fresh. Uh, Social Fresh is an awesome event. It was actually the very first social media event I ever went to was actually Social Fresh, uh, believe it or not. And um, the cool part about that is uh, fast forward and I'm going to be releasing a brand new keynote uh, December 8th and 9th in Orlando, Florida. So check out Social Fresh. I'll actually put a discount code in the show notes if you guys are interested there. But the, the event has lots of speakers talking about a whole wide range of topics. And for me, you know, this is one of those ones where uh, I was, I, I, I'm really good friends with the, uh, the founders of this event. And uh, he reached out to me and said, Brian, I listened to one of your podcast episodes. And I thought this is a perfect uh, pod, this is a perfect keynote for our presentation for our audience. And the title of it is How Innovation is Shifting to omnisensory experiences. And if you guys listened to that episode, it was a while ago. But what I want to talk a little bit about that is, and I'm going to take it. Uh, I'm going to break this down into a couple different uh, arenas over the next uh, three or four episodes of the podcast. So the upcoming episode, I'm going to talk about artificial intelligence and blockchain, and how I think artificial intelligence and blockchain are going to drastically impact. Um, a lot of what we're doing here in, um, you know, around storytelling, around uh, where these different things are going. But I want to talk a little bit about something that, you know, I really hinted to at the beginning here, which was context. 
you know, as we add new realities, like augmented reality and virtual reality we start talking about artificial intelligence even start talking about some of the things where we're looking at technology that is you know voice activated my my daughter this morning or this morning my daughter this weekend was having a conversation with alexa uh you know in our living room about playing her favorite song right now which is apparently the gummy bear song um which is a song you know it's a good song at first and then it's stuck in your head and you know and I'm a gummy bear yeah we don't I don't I don't need to break into song for that uh for you guys there but I thought it was very entertaining it was it was uh you know lots going on watching my 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 3-year-old daughter interact with Alexa but one of the things that's missing in that kind of interaction and technology and this is something that is super important for storytelling it's really the reason why I I love podcasting even more so than video when it comes to storytelling is the contextual emotions that are able to be facilitated uh, via podcasting via audio only as well as the curiosity and a freedom to explore and let me explain because when you're telling a story right and we've we've storytelling is probably you know one of those buzzwords that we hear thrown around a lot but you know a story has a beginning a middle and an end a story is powerful because it relates with our audience it allows the audience to put themselves not in only in the shoes of the story or the storyteller but oftentimes allows them to feel a part of the story it's kind of why I love live video I think live video is really participatory content. It allows us to allow the community, those that are watching live right now on Periscope, they're able to actually shape the story that I'm telling. They're actually able to shape the content that I'm telling by, by engaging, by asking questions, by, by you know adding their insights to this live video. But one of the things that as we get into artificial intelligence, as we move forward with augmented and virtual reality, and like I said, I'm going to break down my thoughts on AI and blockchain and some of these technologies that really have me beyond excited uh, over the next couple episodes of this show. So uh, if you're interested in kind of me translating the geek speak around AI and blockchain, uh, definitely stay tuned to those episodes. But one of the things that's really important is the is the word empathy and, and those that, you know, listen to this show you guys know that you know I think my life's mission if uh, I'm if I'm ever able to you know be well off enough to where I can travel the world my focus will be spreading the the value of empathy and the importance of being able to you know have an open mindset to not judging and being able to walk in somebody else's shoes and understand what they understand to feel what they feel and in this technology world, in this artificial intelligence, augmented reality, Alexa and Siri, one of the things that's really missing from a lot of this technology is emotion. That's right, emotion. And it's kind of funny because I just heard Alexa in the other room make that sound because I said her name. But emotion is a key ingredient to storytelling. You know, for me on stage, everything that I do on stage is part of me telling the story. When I'm, when I'm, you know, using my hands, where I walk on the stage, I actually, where I position my feet on the stage, including what slides I use on the screen for when I'm walking to the front of the stage, you know, what words I use, when I use a powerful phrase versus when I use the power of silence, right? These are all different elements of storytelling that allow us to really not only 
you know, tell a story, but evoke emotion from our audience, but include emotion in what we're doing. And I've been reading a lot of studies and I've been working with a couple of big brands. And one of the things that I'm excited about is there's a lot of studies that are out there that believe that artificial intelligence and the, the incorporation of AI within some of these technologies is going to allow us to, uh, to include emotion inside of the, the voice-activated uh, things like a Alexa or like a, uh, you know, when we're doing things on our phone or even voice dictation of, of you know, uh, content. You know, I, I write a lot for my clients. I write blogs and, and different things that I write, even the show notes for this show. And majority of that done is all done via voice dictation apps that I, that I like to use because I like, you know, talking a lot more than I like writing. But this is something I think we need to take a step back. And so, for everybody that's listening right now, and you might be watching here on the live show, uh, you might be listening uh, on, the, on the podcast, or maybe you're watching the video here, what I want you to start thinking about is that as we add more technology that, uh, to start, that starts to automate the repetitive things, like automating you know, order taking at a McDonald's, automating the discovery of data, automating sometimes the, our need to even Google search something when you know, all of the things around us should tell us that we don't know that answer, that it should actually prompt us with something that's going on. And I really do believe that emotional intelligence being incorporated in augmented reality, virtual reality, artificial intelligence is really where we're going to see true storytelling take off. And, and, that, and I see some people here in the live audience. What's up, Nick? Uh, Nick said that you can't wait for repetitive tasks to be automated. I agree. Repetitive, and this is the thing where, you know, um, I'll have to pull the study, but there was a, I believe it was the Harvard Business Journal came out and said that artificial intelligence is going to replace 1.4 million jobs over the next five years, but it's also going to create 2.8 million new jobs over that same time frame. Now, the, the, the argument can be said that we're going to be replacing remedial task type jobs with jobs that really take some contextual thinking and some data science uh, level, uh, you know, interpretation of what's going on. But here's the here's the interesting thing around this is that. If we are able to tap into our emotions, if we're able to use emotion as one of the variables in, within this technology, think about what that's really going to take. Think about that, what, where this is going to actually go, right? When, when you're asking a question to your phone, right? When I say, you know, hey, uh, you know, let's say this is a good one, right? When we're asking what the weather is like, right? You know, good morning, Alexa. Alexa, what's the weather like today? And Alexa's going to tell you the weather. But if it knows your emotion, it knows who you are, what you, maybe even what you have planned for the day. Maybe you're excited about something, your, your daughter's soccer game at the end of the day. It's not going to deliver that, that information the exact same way because it's now going to be able to take your emotion from your, the way you ask the question. The, 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 the verbiage that you use, right? And so, yeah, we're not just eliminating fast food jobs. I agree. It's going to be eliminating a, a ton of remedial tasks, but I also believe what this is going to truly do is it's going to start to allow us to add emotion, add context, and add feeling to, ele to elements within our job, within our world that we currently are not doing. 
an example for this was, you know, I, I tweeted at uh, Infinity or Comcast, my TV, uh, my TV provider, because I after being with DirecTV for 11 years, I switched to Xfinity. I switched to uh, Comcast. And Unfortunately, I was I they sent me an old box, an old TV box and the interface was like circa 1990 and I tweeted out saying that I was disappointed about this this being, you know, what I considered cutting edge uh, and I was excited about trying this new provider and they engaged with me on Twitter back and forth over a 3-day period that included them getting my new address, apologizing, sending me a brand new box within a day and a half, um, as well as really, you know, creating a really personalized conversation. But something that I thought it was funny was I went back and looked at this customer service engagement. And I went back and looked at this this Twitter DM uh, conversation that I had with a brand over a three-day period. And one of the things that dawned on me was I was like, I wonder how many people... I interacted with. And for those that are listening, if you've never uh, engaged with a brand via customer service um, uh, on Twitter, most of the times they use like a carrot sign or like a dash and then they use initials at the very end so you know what person you're talking to. So it'll say like dash ES or dash BF um, at the end of the actual conversation. And something that I thought was funny was the same person that actually took my original tweet and said, hey, send me a DM, let's get this fixed. That same initials was the exact same initials that, that followed up with me at the very end of this, of this very good customer service uh, experience that I had with Comcast, asking if I wanted to take a survey. But what I figured out was there was actually six different people or six different initials that engaged with me over the entire time of that troubleshooting of that customer service experience on Twitter. And, and this got me thinking, you know, these, these people just have different initials. They don't have a different face. They don't have a different logo. They don't have emotion. They don't have, um, you know, direct personalization other than the fact that I realized that it's coming from different people. But imagine if we were able to take some of these remedial jobs away and we were able, able to add emotion and really per, true personalization into things like customer service. Imagine rather than sending me all those messages via Twitter DM, they sent me a video of the person that's troubleshooting and maybe the next person sent me a video of the person that was troubleshooting it, right? And this is one of the things that I think when we start looking at storytelling, we start looking at the future of innovation, we start looking at where things are moving towards, one of the things I, th I really do believe is that we're gonna, we're gonna allow ourselves to do what humans do best, which is truly emotionally connecting, right? Adding that context, allowing us to see, to feel, to understand the person that is, uh, you know, we're engaging with. Because I've, I've long believed that technology, when implemented correctly, is going to make our lives better. But for the last nine or 10 years, we could argue that it has not made our lives better. It has exposed an ugly underbelly of our world. Um, I will argue the underbelly of the world has always been there. It's just now everyone has a megaphone. And remember, the power of the internet is that everyone has a voice. The downside of the internet is that everyone has a voice. And this is something that I think is going to be exciting as we move forward when we start adding things like machine learning and we start allowing the machines to better understand how we want things to happen, how we interact, right? And uh, and, <laughs> and Nick just 
instead of funny on the on the live show he just said he kind of likes the the being the underbelly right you know and i think you know this is an interesting world we're getting to because i believe with so much exposure we are very much in a very politically correct society today i mean the society we are living in you know oftentimes brands are afraid of people are afraid of leaders are afraid of of saying the wrong thing, of of mentioning the wrong thing, or even having a of an a, opinion that might be counter what the world is talking about right now, because everyone has an opinion, and oftentimes if you say something that's not popular, you'll be trolled, or, trolled or bullied. But here's the the part that I wanted to bring this whole conversation around, and the reason I wanted to talk about the future of storytelling is I believe the future of storytelling, and the technology enabled storytelling that we're looking for has not even happened yet. I believe basic video, video that we're using today, isn't even tapping into that emotion. It doesn't understand how we feel, how our heart beats. Like my, my, my good friend Tim McDonald always says, you know, he wants to, he wants to help the world feel, have a heartbeat, right? How, in touch the world in a way that he can feel the world's heartbeat. And I think we're living in a world now that is so disconnected. We have used technology to distance ourselves so far from the human interaction, the human condition, that we're now craving this. We now want to reach out, and this is going to sound really corny, but touch somebody, reach out and touch them through the digital world. And I believe as we move into augmented reality, as we move into virtual reality, as we understand artificial intelligence, this is where we're going. I remember the first time this light bulb came out, went off for me was I was actually at South by Southwest two years ago and I was sitting in the Dell booth now in full transparency. I was paid by Dell to be at the Dell event. I was actually hosting the Dell um, segment of South by Southwest and they had a, a virtual reality set up that was for, um, you know, a a cause uh, that was really trying to raise awareness for uh, the pollution that was going on in the in the ocean and and how it was affecting the whales, and uh, it was actually Adrian Grenier, uh, his the, my man from uh, <laughs> from Entourage. Uh, he it was it's actually his cause that he was there talking about. But I remember putting on the virtual reality headset, right? And I and here's the here's the context. I want you guys to think about this, right? I walked into this room and I was like, oh great, another celebrity with another cause wanting us to donate money that I don't have to another cause, right? And I watched the video and it gave me a bunch of stats and data about the whale population and how much trash is, is pumped into our ocean. And, and yes, I'm, I mean, I grew up at the ocean. I surfed every day through, uh, you know, high school. Um, to me, this is something that, uh, you know, I, I, I love, I, I, I believe, I mean, the ocean is my, is my, is probably my, my most Zen area. But I, you know, I was like, okay, this is cool. I put on that virtual reality headset headset and I got to be submerged in the ocean and swim with the whales as the pollution was coming down. I got to hear the whales, the emotion of the way I got to feel the whales as they were navigating this pollution, polluted water. I got to have context to what it meant when you put your head out of the water in this virtual reality state. And I w there was a, there was a Coke bottle that was like right off the side of my head and I could feel it cause it was, it was pressuring against my head in the virtual reality headset. And for me, I took off that headset and my first thought was, my God, we have an epidemic. We have a problem. Where can I help? How can I donate? 
And then I thought about it for a second. I said, wait a second. I watched a video. I read all the data. Why did I not have that same why did I not have that same feeling? And it was truly that lack of emotional tie that exists when someone tells a story offline. We've all been at the bar and we've read a story. We've, we've read these stories online over and over again. And then we, we hear someone tell us their own personal story sitting next to us in a booth. And that feeling is like nothing else. I really believe this is something we have to tap into. It's something you have to start to think about. There's, there's a company called Hound, H-O-U-N-D, that is really focused on adding emotional and, and sensory levels to voice dictation. It's a company that I had the pleasure of interviewing their CEO a little while back at an event called the Innovation Congress. But I really do believe, as we look at this new technology, as you look at virtual reality, augmented reality, artificial intelligence, as we look at the power of blockchain to decentralize databases and move us forward, as we look at the Internet of Things to connect us and give us new sensor data, the idea of new emotions in a digital world is going to transform how we tell stories. And for example, if I had the ability right now and you were wearing an Apple Watch like I'm wearing, I would love to be able to feel your heartbeat of those that are listening to this live, right? I have 48 people here that are, are, are listening live, watching this live, and how cool would it be if it was able to tap into that overall emotion of everyone that's watching this, and I would be able to have a haptic sensory feeling on my arm. So not only would I see the hearts coming across my Periscope screen or the comments of those that are watching, but I would be able to feel you, the listeners. To me, the future of storytelling in a digital world has yet to begin. This is exciting times, my friends. If you're not excited, if you are overwhelmed, if you are confused by some of these technologies that I was talking about, stay tuned. The upcoming episodes, the entire month of November, I am dedicating that month to translating the geek speak of the future of innovation. We're going to talk AI, AR, VR, blockchain. We're going to talk cryptology. We're going to break all of that down for you guys on this show so you don't have to worry about missing out on some of these trends. Rather, I'm going to cure your fear of missing out and hopefully get you excited about tapping into an emotional tie, a true link to a new way of telling stories in a digital world. My name is Brian Fanzo, better known as iSocialFans. You guys are listening to episode 53 here on FOMO Fans. Thanks so much for listening. I'm sending my feelings to you. I'm excited for the future. Yeah.